Welcome to Servus Scale-Up, produced by La French Tech Munich. With this podcast, we want to inspire entrepreneurs to launch and internationalize their startup in France or Germany, especially in Bavaria. Each episode focuses on a challenge in the startup ecosystem that we will review through the eyes of two guests, the startup and the expert perspective. By sharing their respective experience and expertise, our aim is to give you concrete solutions you can apply to take the leap of expanding your startup abroad. We hope you'll enjoy it, and as we say here in Bavaria, Los Gates! Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Servus Scallop, the podcast of La French Tech Munich. I'm Sabine Flechet, and today I'm really super thrilled to open up this very first podcast season with two topics that are very close to our heart at La French Tech Munich. The first one is tech for good, and the second one is accelerating responsible leadership. To explore this topic, I'm super also happy to introduce you to Heba Agib, executive of the BMV Foundation and chief executive of Respond, which is the accelerator program of BMV Foundation, as well as its platform for innovation. And I'm also um, happy to introduce you to Yves Cornu, managing director of Facility. Um, Facility is a French startup, which uh, provides a very customized browsing experience for older adults, but also people with disabilities. And Facility was also part of the accelerator program of BMV Foundation respond. But let's maybe just look at what is BMV Foundation and how they tackle responsible leadership. The BMV Foundation help Akron promotes responsible leadership and inspire leaders worldwide to work towards a more peaceful, a fairer, and a more sustainable future. And through this responsible leadership program and the global network and the impact investment they made, the BMV Foundation Herbacron aims to promote the 17 sustainable development goals of the United Nations 2030 agenda. And to talk about this, let me introduce you to Heba. So Heba, for you, what is responsible leadership? Uh, servus from my side. Uh, so responsible leaders are leaders who are uh, beyond their their uh, professional and personal uh, work and uh, duties, uh, trying actively to contribute to positive change. Is it uh, for environmental challenges? Is it for societal, uh, even uh, changing the economic systems to be more uh, just and sustainable? So all of these people from different sectors, from uh, different uh, uh, countries globally who are contributing to change are considered uh, responsible leaders. Great. And so you're bringing with your response program some of these um, initiatives and this knowledge. How does the response program tackle responsible leadership? So having responsible leadership in the core of what we do as a foundation and thinking how to uh, uh, how to bring responsible leadership to the transformation of economic systems, we identified entrepreneurs as uh, having a very strong or, or, or uh, being a strong lever for change and uh, a lot of innovations, technologies uh, are uh, adding, either adding value or uh, not giving enough value for society and for environmental challenges. Um, so deciding to focus on those and uh, investors and uh, the ecosystem of innovation and technology was a very important uh, decision for us. And uh, knowing that startups are agile and uh, dynamic and entrepreneurs have uh, the motivation to actively contribute to change, it was very important for us to bring sustainability, responsible leadership um, and uh, sustainable scale businesses together. 
And that's the vision and, and kind of the mission of, of Respond. So you support entrepreneurs um, in, in such initiatives. Can you describe a little bit what type of support do you bring? Um, how does the program work? Um, so that maybe in our audience, some entrepreneurs who are um, having these bold ideas um, know what to expect. We support entrepreneurs to uh, lead, grow and scale their businesses. And therefore, we realize that it's so important to tackle business-related issues, uh, uh, skills that are needed. Every entrepreneur coming from a different background needs to know a lot about, uh, know a lot about uh, pricing, about marketing, about uh, legal issues, about business uh, models and business uh, growth. So many aspects. The second one is about technology and having sustainability in the core of the technology and uh, the innovation they're having. And this is something we're focusing on, uh, not only from the tech perspective, but also from uh, sustainability and impact measurement and communication, because we think it's so important to have sustainability implemented in the core of the business model and then grow and scale and not having it as an added uh, on top, uh, nice to have, so to say. And the third one and most important responsive leadership in terms of how how uh, leaders of uh, uh, young companies, of uh, startups can um, feel even more supported into growing their businesses, how to work with their teams, how to actively uh, follow their, their, the growth of their companies, uh, how to deal with uncertainties, peer-to-peer uh, Coaching and, and exchange is so important. Um, so there is a lot of skilling issues from these three different dimensions. Uh, there is uh, uh, the inspiration that is uh, key where we think that leaders when brought together and also with uh, more from the ecosystem globally, which we try to do in our uh, program, which is five months. Um, uh, It is so important to get inspired and see how many people are uh, working on global challenges, which are challenging. And the third one is demonstrating examples and show the world, so to say, that there are solutions that exist and that need support to grow and If you are thinking about impact investing or a lot of the uh, uh, support to change the word sustainably, then you have technical solutions here and there and a lot of businesses that are valuable and would solve a lot of the challenges we're facing. So you just say you put a lot of accents on, on the human part of, of innovation and of changes, this uh, human skills that um, we want to bring in responsible leadership. How does diversity play a role in, in the RESPOND program? How do you bring all these entrepreneurs um, with different mindsets, different origins we're going to see later with Yves coming from, from France. Um, so where do you bring all this different skill set and different diversity and how do you get the human, so the human skill set to uh, contribute to this responsible leadership in, in the RESPOND program on top of all the business acumen that we learn um, throughout the cohort? So diversity is a very important topic and actually to the foundation, equity, diversity and inclusion is a focus area uh, since the beginning of this year where we are trying to find 
what needs to be done in order to improve how we deal and how we integrate uh, people from the society and different uh, uh, in different uh, topics and focuses. And in respondents, um, we tackle it in different ways. So it starts with the selection process that like we get over 400 applications from all over the world. And diversity is one criteria to select the startup. Is the team diverse? Are they tackling uh, a solution that is addressing uh, challenges for different societal groups and, and communities? Or is it just tailored for uh, one court? We believe in the importance of, uh, of uh, diversity and collective intelligence. Um, to uh, uh, have a successful business that's also reaching more customers and is contributing to uh, change in society. Um, and, of course, the globality and the intersectionality of, of it. And we, what we experience is that when the leadership team of the startup is so convinced about diversity and is seeing it as a mission to make uh, uh, diversity more of a common sense and not topic that we have to talk about specifically. And Evie will talk later. It's a great example how we tackle it. Um, it's a great start and an important one. Um, it's a journey. Like it's um, when we started uh, talking about diversity the first time in Respond last year, we realized how many people want to have uh, uh, have diversity implemented in their teams, uh, are challenged by talents, are challenged by the application, etc. Uh, so we changed the way we looked into it. And then this uh, year in the Responsible Leader Days in Respond, where we focus on leadership, we tried to tackle it in a different way. And we have to all learn together. And uh, if you talk about your solution, it's a great one in this term. This is actually a very good transition. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Yves, you are the managing director of Facility. Uh, first, on the diversity point, your French startup having um, joined uh, a, a German uh, or a German-based program. Um, and you tackle a very important um, and very basic um, activity, which is web browsing and making this accessible to, to the mass and to also those that might be handicapped or might be disabled to, to access such a basic need of getting access to the Internet. Can you tell us a little bit what Facility does to enable this? Sure. Bonjour and service for me as well. It's a pleasure to be here today. So Facility was uh, founded in, in 2018 in Limoges in the southwest of France, uh, starting from a, a, a very basic idea and after reading a report from the World Health Organization saying that roughly 25% of the world population suffers from vision, motion or cognitive issues that impair their access to online content. It simply means that a company or an administration, organization, whatever, they might have the most beautiful website ever. One fourth of their audience will have difficulties to read it, understand it, or interact with it. So we found a solution uh, to make this uh, not a problem anymore for, 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 for the, 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 the web browsers. Uh, and uh, we have created like a filter that will adapt the way that a website appears on the user's screen, depending on his personal needs. 
I've uh, low vision, uh, I need a bigger font. I have Parkinson's disease, I need bigger or larger click zones. I have dyslexia, I need reading hubs. All these kind of issues that were not addressed by anyone, although it's very basic. Uh, and uh, so we, we launched this, uh, this product and uh, the immediate uh, response of the market was, was huge. And uh, we got the, the wow effect that we didn't expect so much in, in France at first and then uh, very quickly after that, uh, we had to internationalize, which was great. And uh, yeah, this a is a dream how, of every startup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how it really started: uh, a simple report and a simple ID behind. You don't need to have. You don't need to have. Uh, uh, to, to invent uh, rocket science or whatever. It's sometimes very easy. A, b a beautiful idea that uh, brings simplicity and, and access um, to and access to website delivery. Yeah, and everything, because we wanted to answer the real needs of real people, everything we developed was co-created by uh, facility and NGOs at the same time, associations, because uh, we wanted the, the real users who are in difficulty to tell us does it help or not. So before launching the product, we had 14,000 testers who told us, okay, that helps me or that's crap and I don't need it. And uh, yeah, little by little, this is how it started. First towards disabled people, then towards other group of a population, because usually when you do something for disabled people, it's, you realize after a while that uh, it's, uh, it's good for everyone. It's like a remote control for a television, for instance, which was invented by uh, someone who was disabled. And uh, Indeed. nowadays, who wouldn't use it? <laughs> who would stand and go to his television? Indeed. And um, you actually also said um, basically that your solution is made for this this population. So diversity topic that, that we uh, that we looked into and you started in France. You also now um, part of the uh, response program in Germany, but your first international country was Japan, yeah. um, <laughs> which is an unusual choice for a French startup or even for a startup uh, from Europe. So could you explain the choice, yeah. if it was a choice? When, when we launched the, the company, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the first choice for a French startup is I want to go to the US um, because it's the biggest market and because it's the US and that's like a dream. Uh, and uh, when we launched the, the company in 2018, uh, maybe three months after this launch, I got a phone call from the Japanese authorities saying, um, we have seen what you do online. And uh, actually in Japan, we have, uh, of course, we have people with disabilities, but we have a major issue and a societal issue, which is senior people, because Japan is one of the oldest societies in the world with over one third of the population being senior. The, the, the global population of Japan is decreasing. They will lose uh, more than 30 million people by 2050. Uh, so of course, the working population decreases as well. There is no immigration. There is a very low birth rate. Uh, so we need something to, he to help senior people because when you go to an administration, you face a computer, you don't face a, a physical person. Uh, so please come to Japan and show us what you do. If we can adapt what you do to Japan, to senior people, and uh, that, that would be very interesting. So I went there and uh, the immediate uh, reaction of the Japanese authorities was the same wow effect that we got in France. And when you know Japanese people, it's not so often that they are so openly enthusiastic for something. And so it was not 
planned at all in the business plan of year one, but we decided to open a branch in Tokyo. And uh, so we're part of La French Tech Tokyo as well. And uh, it's uh, it's been a very successful decision because uh, now you can find our solution on the websites of the city of Tokyo, Kyoto, Yokohama, all the big cities in Japan use our solution. Prime Minister Abe, uh, during the last election, uh, before uh, stepping off, used uh, our solution on his website. And we... Uh, uh, we're lucky enough to, or I don't know if it's luck, but we were on some of the Olympic uh, websites for Tokyo 2020 or 2021. I don't know what you say. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it's been a very successful thing. And then we also developed in Europe as well. We are uh, currently in Switzerland and in other European countries. And Finally, in the U.S., <laughs> uh, because you can find uh, our solution on the website of the city of New York, which is it's such an achievement for a small startup from Limoges. I'm, I'm always proud to mention that. <laughs> you, you could, We're you proud could of be. <laughs> but I think now, it's uh, it's interesting to to hear these learnings. Uh, the first one is how much you iterate the product with the customer feedback and how close you were uh, from people with that need and that that demand. So, kind of. Um, understanding and trying to satisfy first your, your customer um, needs and second to respond opportunistically to um, some uh, countries uh, demand for this product too, knowing what they have in terms of demographic issues and being ready to kind of respond directly and react immediately um, even though that was not planned in your in your business plan. So these this two learnings actually I think could help a lot of, of startups. Yeah and uh, also it's in the same uh, uh, way of thinking uh, now after a while we've realized that okay we can adapt websites but if we can adapt websites we can adapt intranets for companies and that's very important in the future of work to include different people in companies as well because how do you want to include someone who has a disability if the tool is working on is not adapted so usually when you think of inclusion for uh, people with disability you think of uh, okay i need a special chair special table okay but what about the computer is going to use if he doesn't bring an image that is suitable for him that's uh, that's not uh, you can do all the settings you want in the room i mean and so it, will, it goes it, beyond just giving access to a basic tool a basic need yeah. of web browsing you actually also it's not only good for e-commerce uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's good for for inclusion in in the in the working in the space work. as well and mm. brings also corporate to also embrace uh, inclusion and diversity, because as we know, this is one of the uh, one of the 17 SDG goals to bring everyone to have access to work. And so corporates will probably also increase their yeah. diversity um, staff and that allow them to be able to work as anyone else. Yeah. And it's very important when you speak about diversity in the working place. Uh, if you speak to uh, American people, they will always think of race race or including different races but it goes beyond that yeah. i mean it's not just it's about, not race, just it's about this but minorities it's this. absolutely and so now we are in munich beautiful yeah. munich <laughs> germany um so you you participated you joined the the response program from bmw foundation um what was the interest um how did you get to know about it um it's not a program that is much more advertised in in france so uh, interesting to know how do you get um do you got access and and why did you choose to to join well uh i got to know about the program uh because 
in the first cohort, so last year, there was one French startup as well, which uh, I know, and I know the founder, and they told me this could be something for you. So you should you should compete. Uh, and uh, when I when I saw the uh, how the, the program and uh, the platform was explained on the website, I thought, yeah, that's definitely something there. I mean, we share some values, and that's very imp important for us. I mean, values are at the core of what we do. Uh, so this is why I, I decided to candidate, and I was lucky enough to be picked up. <laughs> Out of how many? I think it was 450 or something like this. So uh, can you confirm, Eva? Yeah, I can. <laughs> it's about 400, and it's uh, really like I have to say in future of work. The it's very difficult to find uh, scalable business models, intelligent solutions that are. Although the technology is there, but the solutions for like like you're explaining it, considering uh, minorities or uh, different. Uh, people with disabilities there are not too many and there have to be some so it was really it's the only one in the cohort also that's concerned about future of work okay. uh, so it says uh, a lot and already the second french startup if i'm not mistaken so this year uh, we have the only one that was one last year as well. We have one actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to think it's a quota thing, but... <laughs> no, no, I have to say it's, uh, we realize how many startups are uh, concerned about sustainability since starting the program. And it was exactly the intention to understand and, and uh, uh, that a lot of entrepreneurs meet and see how many there are. So it's always a very uh, difficult selection process because we, you have to uh, select 10 out of above 400 and there are like uh, over 30% from Africa, from Europe, everywhere. Um, uh, so, uh, and and the, I guess the, the inclusion, the diversity, the, the social impact needs not only to be in the core of the business model, but also through the vision, mission of the entrepreneurs and and through their, their, their wish of making this something beyond themselves as you said earlier in the introduction yeah we have a very uh, like uh, many phases of the uh, application and selection process already the the online when you see the application questions we ask a lot about the intention and the purpose and uh, uh, um, the, the accelerator uh, is uh, operated by Ontanema to more of a lot of long year experience also in tech uh, entrepreneurship and uh, acceleration um, And we sit there, we have we, we have technology and it has to be a cutting edge technology in the focus. We look at the business model, we look at the sustainability and the leadership team. And each of one of them is so important and you have to fulfill all the four because we believe that competitiveness in startups and starting to make uh, uh, impact and profit um, as uh, a logical thing to be thought together. There's no profit without impact, obviously, uh, a, a very strong message of, uh, of the accelerator program and um, which makes it Uh, very important to us to select competitive startups on the tech level, on the business level, on all uh, sustainability levels, etc. And, and for us, yeah, for us it was it was clear as well because at the same time as I was uh, candidating and re joining the cohort, we were also 
um, in the process of certification by P Corp. Mm -hmm. And it's all the same logic somehow. And uh, so we, we got the B Corp certification in June, so just after joining the program. And all of this is, that, that was a whole. Uh, there was also, uh, at that time, we got the Tech for Good Award at Vivetech. So it was all a, a mood that was uh, in a that direction. Yeah, in the right absolutely. direction. Absolutely. But yeah. I agree that, you know, we should have more programs and more initiatives where we see impact and and financials as the same token of of the same the same currency so that both are going in the same direction and yeah. because this is the only way we're going to be making this sustainable absolutely because we've been part of several accelerators in in the past and uh the difference i don't want to name and shame the others it's it's okay they all have different purposes but uh really here what i enjoy in the in the respond uh, platform and program is that it's not only about entrepreneurship it's also about entrepreneurs as human we are not superheroes uh, startups often think that we can conquer the world and except we have our failures we have uh, times when we are down we have and, and all of this is addressed in this program and i think it's it's wonderful to have the opportunity to share our doubts to share our uh, uh, low moments with others because when you are a startup or an entrepreneur and you step on a, a stage you have to be conquering the world that's not true it's not 100 of the time like this and if you don't learn at some point that you can fail well, the, the fall down is even bigger. So this is what I really like in, the, in this program, this kind of things being addressed. And also I think, and I've never had this feeling uh, in other accelerators, we have managed to build a community in such a small time without most of the time not seeing each other because most of the time uh, the, the things have been remote yes, uh, uh, during this, this pandemic. and. But we have built a community among us, uh, and it's it's really great because uh, it, it's uh, it's not only about business, and once again, it's uh, about humans, me, human beings, meeting and sharing their issues. So that's uh, I love this program. I think that I'm so happy that uh, <laughs> that uh, the, the the goal and how we, yeah like how we thought about it in theory is going into practice, and every year it's getting better. And actually, you're also talking about. Like, like it's part, it, the program is five months with four sprints. Uh, and uh, last, uh, was it the last sprint when we've been in the Alps, having four days of responsibility days, focusing on all aspects of leadership. Uh, there are so many topics that everyone learns from, and we also invite investors in different places in the ecosystem to get to know, and, and this is the community building thing. Um, they're all connected through what they're trying to contribute to this world and to human beings and to uh, uh, advance the uh, SDGs and the agenda, all of that. And then you have, uh, you share expertise the and uh, the human connection. And it's something that the foundation really does for many years across sectors. And uh, since we started to focus on tech and innovation and invest uh, through Respond and... and uh, and, and these stakeholders as very important players of the economic system and actively change the way we're thinking and inspire others, uh, it's really a very uh, good feeling.
I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> But you can see, I can, I can maybe just add a, a word. You can see when you meet with the stakeholders of the RESPOND program and the experience that we had so far with La French Tech Munich has been uh, an amazing experience. So I, I have, we haven't been in the cohort. Unfortunately, we're not a startup, but just the interactions have been so far um, quite uh, quite deep and also with, with a clear purpose and a, and a clear intention, like a very honest intention, which I... I really like. Let's talk a little bit about internationalization since um, Eve, you've been to Japan, so you have the experience of going outside of Europe, but you also have this experience of going within Europe to Germany and other countries. What's the, what are the differences? What do you see as maybe key success factors or challenges in the European ecosystem to scale impact? Um, and um, looking at France, Germany, maybe partnership um, cooperation and versus maybe scaling in the US as most French startups wish or your example, um, scaling in Japan, what have been the barriers or what have been the um, enablers um, through this uh, journey? Um, I think for uh, for French startup, um, internationalizing in Europe shouldn't be an issue. Uh, To me, it is not internationalizing when you are within Europe. It's, I find it somehow shocking that after so many years, we still have to think of Europe as international, internationalization. To me, it's one market. It's, it's one group. Uh, so we should uh, learn, uh, finally, maybe, how to work together and not to compete, how to know that uh, we have differences. Of course, we have cultural differences, language differences that you won't meet in other big markets. But if we don't get to the point where we consider us as one market, we'll never succeed because we'll always be fragmented and, and, and that's not possible uh, in, in today's world. So uh, I think uh, to me, uh, the, 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 of course, there's always the language barrier and of course, Uh, or unfortunately, English is the common language throughout Europe, but it's, it's not a barrier anymore because uh, younger, not my generation, but the younger generation usually is fluent in this language and this should not be an issue. So we have to stop thinking like this. Uh, there's no basic or core differences between our countries and we have to just think of it as a... a our domestic market. One unified market. Do you, would you encourage founders to actually expand directly into another European market right away? Maybe not having a product market fit in their own country or joining an accelerator which might not be in their home country? Sure, because I think even even in the, 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 the development of their product or startups, they, 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 they have to collaborate with other uh, uh, startups or other, uh, I don't know, incubators or whatever throughout Europe. And uh, I had this discussion last week uh, at Station F with uh, because we are also located at Station F in Paris with uh, uh, the uh, administrators and uh, of, of this wonderful incubator. Why don't they cooperate with other incubators in Europe? I don't understand this. It should be, it should be normal. 
And this is why like the, the topic of scaling technologies and talking like also the scale up initiative in uh, France and a lot of others here in Germany as also part of the uh, campaign, election campaign, election campaigns, etc. Um, there's so much uh, um, uh, potential in bringing innovation together across Europe and in scaling up solutions that existing and in identifying partners within Europe or also globally that uh, uh, complete and compensate and, and work together in order to uh, have more power to advance uh, solutions. Um, yeah, everyone talks about talent, everyone talks about funding. Uh, radical collaboration is a big topic. About, uh, how can we rethink the way we collaborate and identify with whom we uh, uh, work together? And uh, here comes again the topic with leadership and that we need to uh, uh, have the boldness and dare to tackle topics, not always being scared of competition, but actually acknowledge that global challenges or bigger problems needs to be solved together and then bring the startups and the investors etc together and this is very important um, you see a lot of solutions very similar but particularly made for the French or German market although I think why didn't you talk together actually it would be great because it will yeah enhance there's the solution and maybe reach even more, uh, more audience exactly and even Sometimes uh, scaling up technologies becomes a political or a, a technological question for the sake of technology only, etc. It needs to be tackled uh, on a system level, uh, not in theory, but in practice. There is a problem. There's a need. We identified it. Let's work together on a On, on solving this issue. And then it's a completely different thinking, like when you were talking about your, how your startup started and how the idea started. It's a needs, statement of need, which you decided to tackle, which has societal aspects, which has community aspects, which is with a technology, uh, very similar to climate uh, problems, digital uh, transformation. There are needs. And I mean, the sustainable development goals are listing a lot of needs in the sub goals, etc. So the thinking about solving those needs to be across borders and not thought of within the border of one country within a continent. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the need that you acknowledge for your audience is uh, probably also a problem that other um populations are experiencing in their in their yeah, own country. Yeah, definitely, because if you have Parkinson's disease in Tokyo, in Paris, Munich, or Rio de Janeiro, uh, maybe your medical treatment will be different, but your symptom is the same. Your hand is shaking and you cannot control it. So the solution has to be the same. And just bringing in, in another case, as I'm originally Egyptian, like having such solutions developed in Europe, in France and in Munich and scaled up here, and you have really expertise similar to medical devices and testing of that, you can start up scaling globally much stronger because you have then a technology that's tackling a lot of, uh, uh, like, let's go back to access to opportunities which you're tackling. It, it will help so many people. So... Uh, so maybe another learning for founders is not to think in silo and starting from scratch in every country that they're expanding into, but looking more at partnering alliances with other startups, other stakeholders from their from the ecosystem. Yeah, and, and think from scratch, uh, there are product as global. Uh, when we created a facility, we created something that could adapt to Latin alphabet, uh, Greek alphabet, 
Japanese ideograms, Arabic alphabet, whichever. And we didn't think, okay, this is for the French market. We thought that's something global. Don't don't build barriers around your your ideas. I mean, it's uh, self castration. It's stupid. Self castration. Le mot de la fin. Last maybe question. Um, which message do you want to share to inspire more leaders um, to accelerate to acknowledge this responsible leadership for their organization? What would be your advice? Well, um, I would say. Uh, Don't be afraid. Try. Uh, there is, to me, no opposition between uh, profit and uh, impact. You can do both. It's not, a, it's not an issue. You don't have to be ashamed if you make money and you have an impact. So uh, the only difference with uh, uh, another company, I would say, is just that maybe at the end of the day, you feel a little bit better. <laughs> I totally agree. And I also want to add um, that it's um, so important for every entrepreneur, uh, she or, or he, to know that uh, uh, they are a lever, they are contributing to change. If you have a disruptive technology or a technology solving uh, in the process of innovation, a big uh, challenge, it is and has an impact on people's lives. So considering uh, impact and the role everyone is playing from the very start is so important. Um, and maybe one point, if you need some inspiration, we'll have the Respond Days coming up soon, uh, 13th to 14th of October. Uh, startups will present a lot of solutions and also EVR and uh, the Tech for Good report for the second year where we're trying to uh, inspire and discuss challenges in entrepreneurs and investors also are facing so we can help uh, uh, startups uh, proceed so uh, dare and uh, be bold to change I would say great so that would be le, le mot de la fin as we say in, in French <laughs> <find a> phrase. <laughs> and for those who liked our podcast I invite you to join in for the Respond Days on 13 and 14 of October um, and Please stay tuned. Um, this uh, service scale-up uh, podcast from La French Tech Munich uh, will continue with um, other episodes with other stakeholders from the French-German ecosystem. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. But you can see, I can, I can maybe just add a, a word. You can see when you meet with the stakeholders of the Respond program and the experience that we had so far with La French Tech Munich has been uh, an amazing experience. So I, I have, we haven't been in the cohort. Unfortunately, we're not a startup, but just the interactions have been so far um, quite, uh, quite deep and also with, with a clear purpose and a, and a clear intention, like a very honest intention, which I, I really like. Let's talk a little bit about internationalization since um, Eve, you've been to Japan, so you have the experience of going outside of Europe, but you also have this experience of going within Europe to Germany and other countries. What's the, what are the differences? What do you see as maybe key success factors or challenges in the European ecosystem to scale impact? Um, and um, looking at France, Germany, maybe partnership um, cooperation and versus maybe scaling in the US as most French startups wish or your example, um, scaling in Japan, what have been the barriers or what have been the um, enablers 
um, through this uh, journey.